Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. This is Advice from a Call Center Geek, a weekly podcast with a focus on all things call center. We'll cover it all from call center operations, hiring, culture, technology, and education. We're here to give you actionable items to improve the quality of yours and your customers' experience. This is an evolving industry with creative minds and ambitious people like this guy. Not only is his passion call center operations, but he's our host. He's the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group and the call center geek himself, Tom Laird. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another hopefully awesome episode of Advice from a Call Center Geek, the uh, the call center and contact center podcast where we give you or at least try to give you some actionable items that you can take back to your contact center, improve your overall quality, improve the agent performance and the reason that we're here is to improve the, improve the customer experience. My name is Tom Laird. I am the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing. And you guys watching me online, you'll see kind of the setup here, right? Computer with Audacity. Um, I, am, I do have this videoed. So if any of you guys are listening on the podcast, you want to look at it, check out my LinkedIn. Um, check out our YouTube channel. We'll have this, uh, this posted as well. But anyway, I, wanna, I wanted to talk today about the seven core metrics of efficiency in your contact center. So we have talked kind of probably ad nauseum where you guys are probably tired of me talking about the what what, what metrics really make up a world-class contact center. And the metrics that we're going to talk about today are the, the one side of the conversation. It's the agent side. It's your call center side, right? And then we have the other side, which is the customer side, which is sentiment scores, NPS, CSAT to a certain extent. And we put those together and that's our new definition, right? Well, today we're going to focus just on how efficient your contact center is and the things that you need to be measuring to be as efficient as you possibly can um, to make sure that you're getting to calls, you're getting to customers. Because if you don't have these seven, right, if, if these metrics aren't benchmarked properly, then you can't have a world-class center, right? But, but if they are, it doesn't mean you do. Does that make sense, right? So let's kind of get into this. Um, again, these are seven metrics that everybody should really know about, but let's drill down and see really how they affect efficiency um, and, and how you need to make sure that you have these benchmarked and they need to be tracked every single day. And I would say intraday, almost by the hour. Number one is service level, right? So there's a really cool blog post and I forget who did it. It's it's just been out. It's, uh, it's February 1st here, by the way, as we're recording this. Um, and it talked about you know the origin of the 80-20 service level or the 80-30, right? 80% of your calls answered within 20 seconds or less or 80% of your calls answered within 30 seconds or less. That's pretty much the core, I guess, benchmarked industry standard that we kind of all go through. We do have clients that are at a 90-10, right? And that affects your staffing. So that's where service level kind of comes into play. Again, the percentage of calls answered within a certain time period. Industry average, 80-20, 80-30. Now, here's the cool thing that we have found. And this is, I think, relatively new, is with analytics, we can actually tell if that's good or not, right? Now, normally it's good, 
right? But it doesn't – It sometimes it's quote-unquote, and you probably guys are going to probably hate that I'm saying this, but it, it can be too good, right? It doesn't have to be there depending on what your customers uh, kind of can, can withstand. So what we do is we benchmark sentiment scores based on time. That's one of the things that we, we do and you can do with speech analytics. So we can say, hey, at an 80-30 or 80-20 um, – all of your customers from a sentiment scores, none of the, the, the scores drop, right? So we don't get negative sentiment with that. Most of the time, what we see is about a minute 30, a minute 40 is when people start to get ticked off and they start to eke down to negative sentiment or your negative sentiment percentage goes up, if that makes sense. People think a minute 30 is five minutes, right? And you guys all know that in your call center when you hear like some manager or, you know, an executive calls out like, hey, I have people that say they've been waiting 10 to 15 minutes and it's probably two to three minutes, right? So there's normally, we say kind of it's three times, uh, sometimes double, but normally, it's normally three times what they think is actually the, the reality of it. So, but on the flip side of that, we have found that customers for most clients are willing to wait about a minute to a minute 30. So... Think about that, and you can try to benchmark that with if you're using CSAT um, or one day just say, hey, we're going to kind of try to hit this this 80, 60. Um, and I bet you a lot of the times there's 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 not a lot of drop off in, in the negativity of customers. But once you get over that a little bit, it does. But so again, something to think about. Again, how efficient do you want to be compared to how efficient do you need to be? Um, and that kind of comes into play a lot with with a lot of even smaller internal call centers. So. Don't think if you're not hitting an 80-30 that things are, are just horrific. Now, if you're hitting, uh, if your average speed of answer is you know, three or four or five minutes, it's probably not good, but you get what I'm, what I'm saying. Which leads us to the next metric, um, which is your ASA, which is your average speed of answer. And that correlates really well, makes sense, to service level. So again, average speed of answer can be kind of tracked two ways. A lot of our customers want to know the full speed of answer when if they're using an IVR, right? And that kind of can can get a little dicey, so we like to kind of keep it separate and we do time in the IVR and we can we can see that and then we do average speed of answer for once boom they go into queue or once they come out of the IVR. So think about that and how you're measuring that because you want to do apples to apples if you're doing it with with you know another part of your organization or if, if somebody's saying, "Hey, our ASA is a minute 30" and other people say, "Why? Ours is 30 seconds." Sometimes that comes into play if they're counting time in the IVR or they're they're counting time in an auto attendant. Um, best case scenario is, or, or I think benchmarking is you would not, you would, you would, as soon as it comes out of any kind of servicing or self-service model, you want to track that separately. That's when the call center ASA starts. And I think that's when you need to track it. So again, that's your, your average speed of answer. You should watch that not only as a universal, but also watch it, you know, per rep. Um, and we can kind of do that to make sure that if reps are choosing, if they can choose, because some programs we have where they're actually, you know, they have to hit and they're choosing to, to select a call depending on, on the type of program that's coming in. Other ones, they just get it, right? So depending on how your call center set up, you know, make sure that you're, you can look at that per rep as well. All right. The third efficiency is a huge one, and that's AHT or average handle time, right? So that's kind of the um, kind of the cradle to grave uh as soon as it kind of hits the the queue to the end when you disposition the call. So the whole time that the call is, has kind of been in your, your possession, which is different than talk time, right? Which is when it gets to the rep. And that's just kind of like, I, I, I kind of say seven, it's probably seven and a half because, you know, 
um, average handle time and average talk time for us kind of go hand in hand. So again, you're watching that and then you can break down your handle time into certain things. So, you know, if, if you're looking to be as efficient as you can, or if you have high handle time, you want to look at what is the after call work? What is the hold time? What is the time that the actual associate is in a talking state? Um, and you, and those are the things that you want to kind of look at from a handle time perspective. That number's great, but you really got to break it down to find out what pieces are they taking too long on. So handle time is huge. Again, handle time, average speed of answer, all those things affect your service level, which is kind of that top of the funnel uh, statistic. The other piece that hand that that kind of goes with this with handle time is is your after call work or your wrap time. Some some clients of ours call it wrap time. Other clients call it after call work. I came from an Avaya world. We were a, we were after call work. So again, this is basically the time that the customer hangs up, and there's work to do after the call, right? So maybe they have to memo. Maybe they have to submit. Maybe they have to disposition the call. You know, depending on what your your process is, normally we're 30 seconds or less because we should be able to handle most of that during the call. But if not, if there's some significant work, then that's one of the ways that you need to look at how efficient your call center is. Because sometimes it's not just the rep on the phone, but it's the stuff that you have them doing after. And that's a huge piece of it that people miss and that the call center gets beat up for. And we get beat up for a lot when there's processes and procedures that we need to follow after the call's done. And you got to stay on the reps with it too, because that's this is after call work is something that you know the experienced reps they will play games with your ACW, right? And and you got to make sure that they're going back available at certain times. So we've done certain things like we can have our screens. Um, if it goes over thirty seconds, they change color, they start blinking, right? There's certain little things or or. Uh, you know, a little thing in the, the top right corner that says, hey, go back available, go back available. So that when a supervisor is walking the room, they can kind of look over and if a screen is flashing, um, they can say, hey, you know, Susie, come on, we got to go. We got to get available again to, to take more calls. You can obviously see that on your call center dashboards, but it's so much easier when you're walking the, the room. So that's kind of a really good tip is, is try to get some kind of timer on your screens. Um, and there, there's a lot of widgets and things you guys can do with that to, to kind of get that to go. So a little bit of a tip. Um, one thing we like to track, and that's on our, it's on our dashboards everywhere, is, is kind of the um, the calls in queue, which is obvious. But then that average time in queue, um, we want to make sure we know that. We want to make sure we benchmark that and that we're tracking that through the day. So you know that's kind of our our workforce optimization guys are really into that number. Right, because they want to make sure that we we have a, a proper staffing number, so that kind of plays into you know, right into the the heart of your workforce management, the heart of your um, staffing, to make sure that if there's certain times every single day that your you know your average time in queue goes up from from 35 seconds to four minutes and 32 seconds, well then there's a staffing issue, right? Um, especially if if you see it kind of going on for for a couple of days, so make sure that you know that's a number that you're looking at. Um, and you're looking at real time, which is important because, you know, you want to say, hey, oh, my gosh, we have, you know, 17 calls here for five minutes. We got to get to them. That's one piece of it. But then you need to use that stat as an, kind of an analysis as well. Look at previous days and kind of see what that number and how it bell curves um, to make sure that you're staffed appropriately with that. And then, you know, I think kind of one of the, the last um, the, number seven here is, is occupancy. And occupancy is a is a number that 
correlates not only to efficiency but rep burnout. So I think it's a really, really, really important uh, important statistic to, to have. So basically the, the general um, definition of it is is the time that a rep is in any kind of live call plus any kind of working on the call afterwards. So basically it's live call plus after call work is kind of the general um, I guess the calculation for how you get occupancy, right? And then you kind of times that by the hour to get the percentage of that. So out of a 60-minute hour, what percentage of the time are they on a call or working on that call? And for a benchmarking, you know, we try to do 75% or basically 45 minutes out of the hour. So if you have a 60-minute hour, 45 minutes out of the hour, they should be in some kind of working state, um, that other 15 minutes can be everything from them. They're waiting for calls, um, taking a, bre- a breather, um, breaks. Everything kind of gets thrown into that 15 minutes um, of every hour. So that's kind of a, a huge important thing. So you can be too efficient and you can burn reps out. So if you are at you know 95% efficiency, I would say you're doing a horrible job, <laughs> right? Because you're going to have people leaving. You're going to have higher turnover. You know, unless this is a really fun type program where reps love to be on the phone all the time, and if you have that program, send it to me and I'll give you a huge discount on <laughs> on doing that. Um, but I think it's really important that we're cognizant of the effort that the associates make. We're cognizant of their time to take a, bre- a, a breather, right? Get a drink of water, get a Coke, get a snack in them. Um, that's important. Um, now, you don't want to drop. Right, so if if you're seeing, you know, your occupancy number going to you know 30 minutes out of the hour or 50 percent, that's kind of an issue. Now for us and for a BPO, it's a little bit different. So we basically, in, and I do occupancy based on how long are they in a like if we're getting paid by the minute, how long are they in a paid state for me? So if I'm getting paid for, you know, handle time, hold time, after call work, then you know we're going to use that number as and I'm going to benchmark after call work, so we're not just going to hang out and, and after call work. But you know, if they're in that threshold of 30 seconds or less, um, we're going to try to get them again with our client, and that's how we work through our workforce management to be, you know, in that 70 to 80 percent efficiency, working about 45 minutes out of the hour. And obviously, the kind of the same thing with if we're getting paid or billed by the hour. That's a number that I look at every single day. That's a number that the supervisors look at every day. We can actually see rep occupancy. Um, so we benchmark it as a program and then we benchmark it through reps as well. And that's something we talk about with agent analysis. So, you know, if, if we have a rep that has a lower occupancy, right, means they're working less per each hour. Well, let's find out why, right? Is it because they're hanging out after call work, right? Um, is it because they're just going unavailable? Um, what, what is it, you know, what is it depending on how we're, we're judging occupancy for that client? And we want to make sure that you know what's fair is fair. Is you know we're not gonna we're not gonna kill you here, but we gotta we, we gotta put in that time, um, you know that that we're billing for a client. So I think that's that's the core, you know, kind of seven and a half metrics that you need: average speed of answer, service level, average handle time slash talk time. Um, and I think we talked about abandon rate, right? So I mean that's kind of that's kind of in there too. Um, just the percentage of calls that you're abandoning. I mean, I don't know. That's that's important, but if you're really doing those other these other metrics, you know, you should be okay if you if you're kind of benchmark that. Um, you have your after call work or your wrap time. 
the 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 calls or the the time and queue um, for each of your calls, and then you know the, I think a really important number is your occupancy number, uh, making sure that one you're efficient as you possibly can, and two. Um, that you're not burning reps out. If I have, if, if you said, Tom, you could only have three metrics that you could use, um, I would use occupancy, I would use service level, um, and I would use uh, average handle time. Because some of the other ones are redundant, right? Like average speed of answer, if I'm not answering in the proper time, my service level is going to go down, right? They just kind of drill down to, to more specifics of it. So you can kind of just really stay with those three metrics, Right, if you if if you had to choose, but you know, adding those other things in, you really get a good good view of, of kind of where everything is. So, so that's what I, that's what I got for you guys this week. So again, seven kind of core uh, efficiency metrics that you need to have in your call center. Again, doesn't tell you if you're a world class center, but you can't be a world class center without them. Uh, making sure that we're benchmarking, make sure that each rep knows these KPIs, make sure that you have them benchmarked, right? So every single program that you have, you know exactly what you want from a KPI standpoint, and that's what your supervisors are trying to hit every single day. That's why it's important to, to really benchmark and see what works in your in your contact center. Um, again, last little parting thing. We have advice, more advice from a call center geek. The book, the book is selling awesome now. Um, words kind of getting out on that. Check that out on Amazon. Please go to the Advice from a Call Center Geek community. Sign up for the community. Um, I'll let you in right away. Introduce yourself. And we're trying to get some conversations going. That's going up high um, with, with numbers of followers. We have the Advice from a Call Center Geek YouTube channel. Every single day I'm posting videos, guys, from daily call center tips to you know behind-the-scenes stuff that we're doing here at Expedia. Check that thing out, too. Um, really want to try to really grow that here in, in, uh, in 2020. And then... Check out, guys, it's really good, the ExpediaUSA.com blog, right? Every single episode that we have here, we turn into blog posts, and we go more in-depth into them. Um, so it's a kind of the written format of the podcast, plus some other things that we're doing um, from an internal standpoint that I think is, is really interesting from the, from the call center perspective. So again, thank you guys uh, for listening. Uh, post those reviews. Keep them coming, uh, especially you, you iTunes listeners. I really appreciate it, and I'll talk to all you guys next week.